Hello, hello, hello. Carrie Thompson Morrow here. Today we have someone that I met really in the start of my entrepreneur online business journey. Um, he is just such an amazing human. I have really enjoyed getting to know him and his family and just hanging out and learning how dance can actually help you in business. But before we get into it, we're going to cue the intro and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys with entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Michael A. Johnson. What's up? I love it. Thank you so much for having me today. No, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me. Like, thank you for coming and hanging out in my world. Like, Absolutely. I'm super excited. So exciting to be here. It's uh we go way back now, it feels like. And I know it's like we can like it's like we can talk to our kids and be like, I, you know. That Mike A. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then we also had, like, we had our, um, what was it? Um, our Friday night hangouts. That's right. We did have our, Jimmy, Jimmy Beard, we love you. Oh, my gosh. That was that was ages ago. My I know. It was like 2020. It seems so far away. I know. And we didn't have anything to do with our life, so we hung out and played tic-tac-toe tic-tac-toe or pretty much hollywood, hollywood squares hollywood squares with entrepreneurs. <laughs> um it was, it was quite you think it sounds boring but it was quite interesting we we had a good time it was we funny. really did it was super fun i think it was like i think that episode had like doug bouton on there and... i know i think we had like the best episode literally they were like this is probably the best episode we've ever had i was like well you know i've been telling you guys until it came on <laughs> I love it. So what have you been up to? How have you been? Just tell me all the things. Oh my gosh. It's been a crazy couple years. I mean, we we were reminiscing before and, and we hadn't seen each other since like two funnel hacking lives ago. It was ages ago. And um, we've been investing in businesses and uh, and just growing a portfolio, helping businesses grow, scale, get prepped for exit and and uh, buying assets, um, I think between last year and now we've acquired, oh, I don't know, something like 15, maybe 18 businesses. So, I mean, we're just like going to town. We're having a great time and holy cow, it, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, it's it's been- It's been so a world. Look, FYI, you remember, like, I, I need you guys to know that um, Michael A. Johnson, He's my friend, and he's on my podcast. He starts <laughs> hanging out with Bezos and uh, and and Zuck and all them. I just need you to remind him, like that he was here and he was hanging out with. <laughs> Throwing it out there, guy, just in case he might he might forget us. We Never. need to make this clear that, like, I'll just send him the screenshot. I'll be like, hey, remember us? <laughs> remember this lady playground fail? It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Not, I mean, not the part about Jeff Bezos. The part about yeah, it's the, <laughs> people say 
say I'm mem- I'm very memorable, so I can I can I can see how that couldn't happen. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so now that you're doing that, I would love to know for somebody who is looking at buying businesses and things like that, when it comes to visibility, like what are you looking? Are you looking at that piece when it comes to buying companies? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we want. I mean, it, it kind of spans both sides. On one end, people want to see that I have a presence and that I am around. And so they want to look me up and go, well, is this guy legitimate? Like he's saying, hey, I want to buy your business. And so they want to have some place that's um, that, that can go to and see that, that like I'm the real deal. Mm. And on the flip side, when I'm looking at a business, I've got to see them. I've got to see that they exist, that they have a brand, that they have something out there that their clients are attracted to. And that's huge. I mean, it's it's a really big deal. And being able to go out there and, and see what it is. You know, for a long time, when funnels came on the scene, everybody was like, websites are dead. And you're like, well, but they're they're not dead. They're just used for a very particular purpose. It's not that they're not useful. It's just if you're trying to sell something specifically well then yeah maybe a website isn't your best tool but you know there's lots of different tools and when you're talking about branding there's you don't necessarily build a funnel to brand yourself you build more of a website or you build a social media presence or you build other things that make more sense and so i think it's about understanding how you need to be visible for the thing that you're doing and so we've leaned in a lot to the podcast that we have we have uh our business choreography podcast and um and we've leaned into just putting ourselves out there and, and sharing great content and letting people know that that we are real people like we're 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 not somebody scary like you can come and talk to us it's okay and and uh and that we have a clue like we know what we're doing and and we've been around the block a couple times so <laughs> so it's been it's been fun and I, I think that's so important in the visibility so it's I think it's twofold you know and then what about when it comes to looking at companies to buy in terms of visibility? Like, what are you looking at? I'm absolutely looking at what the most, and this is going to sound vague, but it really isn't. I'm looking at the most important metric in their type of visibility. If it's a really large company, it might be if it's a, a corporation that's above maybe 50 million, then they're looking at branding in a, in a totally different way than a startup is looking at it. Because if you're in the startup mode and you're looking to brand like, say, Kellogg's or Samsung, you're doing it wrong. They, they have a billion dollar budget to be able to make sure that when you show up at the store and you see two things right next to each other on the shelf that you yeah, choose exactly. their brand. Right. And that's a that's a hard game to play if you're in the small or medium sized business range, which I think a lot of people would be surprised to find out that medium sized businesses are. I mean, that's that's a huge range. We're still talking about 100 million or less, you know, so like we're that's considered a medium sized business. So a lot of times. So what would So now I got most more questions. What would be considered a small size business then? Because I feel like people don't really understand. I think one to 10, maybe one to 50 people would consider small. So, you know, and and I think people generally put a negative connotation on it. And it's not that. It's not that 
that that's the case. It doesn't have to have a negative connotation. A lot of my favorite mentors like Myron Golden, I mean, I don't know that he wants to get huge. He's in fact, I've heard him speak about it. He's like, I like to be lean and mean. I want to have a five to 10 person team and we want to crush it. Right. So he doesn't want to be a huge business. He wants to be at the size that he's at. And I think that, that we have to stop putting a negative connotation on the size of business and you have to understand what you want. What do you want it to be? And then you have to look at your visibility and say, okay, what should it be at this level? And what should it be for my type of brand? If you're a dancing bear brand and you're the face of it and you've got to be on stage selling, well, then your brand has to be around your face. But if you're not, and you're not the thing that sells the thing, then your brand needs to be a bit more developed and a little bit more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I love I love that you said that because I feel like a lot of times, especially in the startup world, they run into this situation. And you tell me, especially because I know you're buying and selling companies, of where they realize that they need to really build a strong business brand, but they're also realizing I actually have to build a personal founder's brand too now. Like I just can't be the company anymore. Have you noticed that? Have you seen that? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's being really clear about what it is that you're trying to do, right? If you are trying to build your own personal brand, you have to know that that there is a separation between you and your business. And I've always had to deal with it. I mean, with a name like Michael Johnson, even Michael A. Johnson, I mean, you can't Google me and find me straight away. But, you know, like it's it's, it's a little easier. If you, you can? Look, yeah. I feel like you can. Oh, well, it might get, it might be easier because I've been on great podcasts like yours. And, and uh, but the thing is, is that, Michael Johnson is such a popular name. I mean, yeah. the, the famous track runner. Everybody asks me if I have gold shoes. I do not. Um, but I wish, you know, there, there's like a famous person in every industry named Michael Johnson. And so really being able to brand that and then understand how to brand the company, those two separate things kind of have to go hand in hand. And they also have to have their own separate uh, lives to it, just in case. What if I did sell business choreography at some point? Well, then it would have to have its own branding and it would have to have its own life to it so that it would be sellable. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Next question. See, this is getting good. Okay. So what do you, what are your thoughts for being somebody that's buying and selling companies when someone uses their name as their company? And then they think, maybe I want to sell it. How does that work? Uh, it doesn't work very well. In fact, uh, it's... it's <laughs> it doesn't work. No, it, it, well. it really doesn't. I mean, imagine this. What if you could buy Tony Robbins' business? The one that's called Tony Robbins, right? Well, it seems like, wow, that'd be really cool. But then when you stop and think about it, you go, I don't know if that would be so cool. because it's got his name all over it and his face all over it. And if he wasn't in it and he wasn't doing it, all of a sudden the value of that business. Because they came for Tony, not. That's right. And so there is massive value in having your own brand that you're going to keep with you and take with you and carry with you for the remainder of your days. But there is huge value in branding your products and or assets 
in your business or maybe even a whole business, there is serious value in that because it makes it much more sellable. If I'm going to buy something from you, let's say, Carrie, I was going to buy something from you, I would be more inclined to buy an asset that you had than to buy a brand that was named Carrie Thomas, right? I just don't want to have to deal with that because I have to find a way then to replace you and all of the people that loved you. How, man, how do I do that? There's no way I can replace all the people that love you. It's funny. <laughs> what pops up, the, the one name that pops up, and I feel like I have a little unfair bias because I used to work for the corporate agency, but Subway. I feel like Subway is a perfect example of this situation because right. they had attached their brand to Jared. Right. So it was like Jared Subway, Subway, Jared, Jared, Subway, Subway, Jared. So when Jared got a little shady, it affected Subway right. horribly. And to the point that like, I, I wasn't working there when this happened, but they said literally like people were cut, like it happened so quick. They were cutting his whole, his pictures out of like some of the signage. Wow. They were like, we just got to get him out of here. Like right. we can't have his picture right. in the store. So literally we're rushing, but it was like, they were like, we got to get this picture. So literally people had holes of the cutout of where Jarrett was. It's so interesting because there's two sides of the story, right? If you read the Phil Knight story, Shoe Dog, if you haven't read Shoe Dog, it's an incredible read. Um, but if you read that story, I mean, Nike, uh, what, it, it basically operated on the heels of some incredible people like Michael Jordan and Andre Agassi. I think it was Andre Agassi, um, it, the tennis player, and and some incredible runners. You know, like they built their brand on – the hills of some of these incredible athletes. And now while they still do endorse those people and while those people still have uh, contracts and sponsorships, the brand of Nike has been so well established that people will buy Nike because it's Nike, not because of Michael Jordan, although they'd still do because they did a good job branding that as well. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's some really great things that can come from that. Mm. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking it up. You're definitely picking up what you. So it's almost like if let's say that you and I feel like this is where Subway failed. Is I love you guys. Subway game. <laughs> um, is where they never built their own brand so let's let's just use nike as an example nike had built its own brand while they were also using and endorsing all these people at the same time correct so fast slide over back to um subway subway did nothing and they were like jared has our back right so then now it would create that connection because i feel like there's been situations where there was um, athletes or things that had controversy, but it didn't affect Nike, right? Because they had their own solid, stable ground, right? And their yeah, own no visibility, yeah. And Subway's trying to fix that now with all of the different athletes that they have endorsing them. So now what they've done is they've gotten a, a wider uh, range of athletes, and so now not one of them is the face of it. Now, yeah, all everybody of them is. So if one disappears, you don't quite notice. 
Yeah, it was, it's funny because like we've we've been talking, and um, I still talk to some of the marketing people at the corporate office, and they're like, Kiri, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, why did they choose this person? Not a good idea. And then they're like, Well, we'll ask Simone. She, everyone likes Simone. <laughs> That's funny. Cause like that, cause literally like, cause a lot of times they don't, they don't like, just like me, like if you tell me, Hey, Carrie, pick a, a sports person that you feel like would be great representation of the brand. I wouldn't know who to pick. Cause I don't know sports. I would right. just look at pictures and be like, well, I think they'll be good. <laughs> like I wouldn't know. So then yeah. like, if something happened in the same way with Subway, if something happened, that's what like, they, they just never know because they don't, I think it's just like the research and not just understanding those nuances of like the sports industry sure Sure. yeah no it's it's i think a lot like investing and when you're looking at branding you're investing in a lot of different elements because you want to be able to hedge your bets if you put all of your eggs in one basket you might have to do that as a startup and and that's understandable because as a startup you're 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 clawing and scraping to do whatever you can and to have yeah. some sort of um, unified vision. But as you go, you've kind of got to diversify. And if you look at a typical billionaire's diversification strategy, they will typically have a certain amount of, of their investment or their capital invested in businesses. They'll have a certain amount in real estate. They'll have a certain amount in stocks, bonds, treasury, bills. Uh, you know, they 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 make sure that they have a very clear understanding of where they are investing their money and a strategy for that. Now, each billionaire will make it slightly different depending on what their proficiency is. I think in a way, I think there's a, a really big correlation to your branding and to your, your visibility as an overall whole in that same regard. You've got to invest in what that is and diversify as you grow. It can't be too early because if you try to do everything in the beginning, you're you're doing nothing. And Ooh. so it makes sense to go all in on on the first thing, get it going. And when it has some success, now you start to build in and invest in the next thing that can sort of hedge your bet on that first thing not working out long term. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So my my question and this my last question for you is if you could talk to the Michael of three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody says T like, I don't know what I would have said. <laughs> so the Michael of Tyr- the, the Michael A. Johnson of Tyrion of three years ago, what would you what advice would you give him? Well, three years ago we had started into this and we had a number of companies under our belt already. And I guess looking back now in hindsight, I would have just said to move faster, like quit quit taking it so slow, like just go. The The thing is, is there's going to be lots of ups and lots of downs, lots of uh, exciting moments and scary moments. And they're going to come whether you're going slow or whether you're going fast. So you might as well go fast. I love that. Michael A. Johnson, where can they find you? Like how I keep saying it like that. Where can, where can the people find you? Uh, pretty easy. You can find me in two places, either bizchoreo.com, B-I-Z-C-H-O-R-E-O dot com and or michaelanthonyjohnson.com either of those places you can learn a little bit more about me and or our business choreography if you if you're selling a business you probably should look us up we could probably help and or maybe we're interested in buying it too so let me know we'd love to talk with you
we'd love you not to do it wrong and screw it up because you know you like your business and so if you if you're selling it you probably should do it right i love that i love it i love it guys i get to hang out with michael a johnson a little bit longer but for you guys we bid you adieu and we will see you for the next episode bye guys see ya Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.